Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Closed on Sunday podcast. Today, we get to hear from Executive Pastor Kerry Warren as we hear a little bit about his story and his passion for ministry. Check it out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Closed on Sunday podcast. Though we may be closed on Sunday, we are not canceled for ministry. My name is Josh, and I'm one of your hosts, and I'm sitting here next to the great... Hey, guys, I'm Jordan. I'm uh, here to help out as well. And we've got uh, our friend Nathan here producing. Hey, guys. What's up, Nathan? He's wearing a great white t-shirt today. Yep, he looks great. Looks very westerny. <laughs> <laughs> and... Not only do we have Nathan, we also have a special guest today, our friend, Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Oh, please, please. <laughs> Stand, sit down. Sit down. It's okay. We're yeah. very excited to have you on the podcast. And not only yeah. on the podcast, but you started working at Highlands in January as uh, one of the executive pastors, yeah. which is a major role. Um, especially with everything going on. Um, can you just describe a little bit? What does it mean to be um, an executive pastor at Highlands? What does your job look like? So yeah, my job is to do as little as possible. So <laughs> actually my job overseeing operations, you know, I get to do all the stuff that nobody else wants to do, mm -hmm. right? So it's all the stuff about the building and counting money and making sure computers work and the grass gets mowed and insurance bills get paid and that sort of, that sort of stuff. So yeah. not very glamorous. It's not, uh, you know, it's not up front, um, <laughs> but it's something that's very much needed to be done. And so that is my role here. And I started, see, January this year, as yeah, you mentioned, right, yeah. and uh, got a couple months in and yeah. Yeah, COVID. that was right before everything struck, right? Everything. I mean, like weeks, yeah. right? That was like not long at all. Yeah. What's that been like? Like you come on board, you meet a new staff, you kind of begin to get involved with the team and you learn the operations and stuff. And then a pandemic hits. Yep. That has to be kind of crazy. Yeah, that's, it can only happen to me. Yeah. But it's <laughs> yeah. been, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I was trying to count back. I think I attended actually three services wow. on, a, on a Sunday here and then everything got shut down and then it was a mad <laughs> scramble to try and figure out, Hey, how are we going to do church? And we got to shut everything down and yeah. didn't get, uh, just starting to meet the staff and get to know everybody. Yeah. And now I've got to send everybody home. And yeah, so it's been, it's been a bit of a struggle, but we're starting to get back into the flow of things a little bit here. Yeah. So, hmm. but uh, yeah, there's no playbook for this thing. Yeah. So we're right. just making yeah. it up as we go. Yeah. <laughs> so Man. for sure. Yeah. It's super complicated with all the details coming out and trying to understand what the government yeah. is saying we're yeah. allowed to do and what works best for the church. And mm -hmm. for those who maybe don't understand the total complexity of what are some things that you've had to think about and you've had to deal with yeah. as um, the exec as one of the executive pastors. Yeah, it's been a moving target. Like mm -hmm. uh, you know, the again, there's no playbook for this thing. Right. First time has been everybody's been in a pandemic like this. Mm -hmm. So it's been, you know, we're, you, you, you follow the guidelines as best you can, but mm -hmm. everybody has different opinions and guidelines. And so we've just, we've been doing the best we can. We've been pulling a team of experts together. We have uh, the head of the ER department from over at Valley's yeah. helping us. Oh, and, wow. And um, a professor in viral virology, if I said that right. Anyway, yeah, she studies viruses. Enough. Yeah. So go figure. So um, yeah. talking to people like that, just trying to figure out what's the best practices and what do we do to keep everybody healthy and, and try yeah. to keep this thing at bay. And 
So, but yeah, we're just every day it changes, yeah. right? You know, the Definitely. staff can tell you, you know, one day, hey, this is how we're going to do things. And oh, wait a minute, no, 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 <laughs> check that. We're going to change this. So, yeah, yeah you got to be flexible right yeah. now. Yeah, you yeah. probably have learned what each room's capacity is more than you've ever done at any other place, right? <laughs> right. You've probably yep. never even really thought of it that oh much. Gosh. But now you got to like look at each room and what they hold. And yep. right. yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you've been in ministry for a long time, so for you to say that it's something you've never really had to deal with before is, right. is pretty big. What were some of the other jobs that you've had in the past? Were you always an executive pastor? or I was not. So prior to becoming executive pastor, I actually ran Next Gen Ministries for like 20 years in a wow. church in California. All right. We got a veteran here. So, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a while, um, but uh, yeah, I did that for 20 years, uh, oversaw ministries from newborns all the way through senior high and but focusing mostly on elementary and middle school and so i just have a passion for for that age group mm. and and so love working with them i miss it a lot yeah uh doing yeah. that but um i'm not as young as i used to be i'm not as young and as you guys are so young at heart uh, young at heart maybe <laughs> but yeah the knees don't the floor is getting farther and farther away and uh but did that for 20 years yeah. at a church in california and um just recently, uh, three, almost four years ago, yeah, four years ago in August, moved my whole family up to Washington from wow. Southern California and wow. became executive pastor at another church just up the 405. And and so now I'm here at Highlands. Wow. And so. And we're yeah. glad to have you. Yes. We're glad to have your years and years Absolutely. of experience yeah, ex- and wisdom. Thank you for that's a very uh, cool way of saying you're really old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. That's not what we meant. <laughs> yeah. But what we did mean is uh, we think you're so wise that uh, we think you'd be great at, at answering some questions that yeah. we have for you. So we're going to play a game yeah. where Carrie answers Yahoo questions. <laughs> Josh is going to read off uh, some questions here that we found on the internet. People going on there, typing in a question, trying to find some uh, good, solid answers to these really Mm. important um, life-altering questions, really. Yeah. And we're going to see what you can uh, tell us about it. Pass on some of that wisdom that you've gained. Yeah. A lot of students may be asking these questions. There's some weird ones, but the internet is weird in itself. So, yeah. uh, Here's the first one. Uh, Or here's one of the questions I'd love for you to answer. So, how do you, or how do I take care of a pet potato? Mm. So I have a pet potato at home. Yeah. It's yeah. just chilling. How do I take care of this? Yeah. Someone For- out there on the internet was really worried about their potato. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because they killed their pet rock. So, <laughs> wow, a pet, you know, your pet potato, man, I tell you what, if you were to talk to a, you know, to a, a veterinarian or something like that, or a fruitinarian or vegetableinarian. <laughs> mm. Yeah. First thing you got to do is, you know, you got to take that thing out for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Needs exercise. Right. You know, you, you don't want to become a couch potato. <laughs> so you got to take it out. You got to exercise it. I'd give it a good, I'd give it a cool name. Yeah. You know, you know don't give it spud. Like you know, Lars or something like Lars, that. Lars. Yeah, yeah. Something or Maximilian. Something yeah. I like, like, that. You know, like Max. It's just like uh, just, Guinevere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, let's not leave the ladies out. Yeah. Does it change if it's a sweet potato or is it you know, different? You know, sweet potatoes are obviously more affectionate. Okay. Yeah. 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 They just they're going to get you cooler gifts. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think that's a solid answer. Whoever is uh, trying to take care of their potato out there, um, you're Exercise. welcome. Yeah. yeah. New yeah. name. Yeah. Okay. Don't make them a couch potato. Is what I learned. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do that. Exercise okay. that potato. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? All right. Uh, how do you unbake a cake? 
This person apparently had a problem where they baked a cake and now un-bake they need to it. unbake un- a cake. Un- oh. Unbake the cake. Yeah. So oh. we have a cake that is made. Yeah. It's all created. It came out of the oven. Now we need to unbake it. How do we yeah. unbake it? I think, well, you just got to re- just do the process backwards, man. Yeah. Stick it back in the oven, turn the <laughs> oven off. Okay. Walk uh, away from it and yeah. see, you know, see what happens. Turn on to yeah. negative degrees. Negative the degrees. Negative degree section. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's just like Ikea instructions, man. Just go backwards. Right. You want to figure out how to disassemble those. Yeah. Things, there so. we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you just bring it all back and then. Put it in reverse. If, <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. And then if you had eggs that you cracked, you now have new eggs for later, right? Yep, so yep. you're good. Well, put them back together again. If you happen to. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break the yolks because then it's, it's a disaster. You'll never get that back. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So my question is, why would someone want to unbake a that's cake? A, <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is their goal? They missed an ingredient. They want to unbake it, put yeah. the ingredient in, then bake it again. Maybe. Yeah. You mm-hmm. could do that. Because otherwise you have to start all the way over, right? Yeah. Maybe it's more about the journey of baking a cake than it is mm-hmm. the end goal and the end process, you know? Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's the story you tell in baking the cake. And so if you can do that over and over again, you just you found the key to baking a cake yeah. and unbaking the cake. <laughs> maybe. maybe too much sugar rotted their teeth. Now yeah. they gotta, you know, they can only okay. suck it through a straw. Could be that. Yeah, could be or that. yeah, yeah, you just want liquid cake. There you go. See? <laughs> or semi. The better way cake. to eat cake. Liquefied. If somebody yeah. invents liquid cake and it's because of this. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah we, want, we want our royalties That's off right. of that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did see um, birthday cake milk like uh, the oh, other day. No. It was featured. Yeah. I, I don't know what that tastes like, but like it has it's in to the be line terrible. of like chocolate milk and strawberry milk. Yeah. And there's like, how about birthday milk? Yeah. Okay. What, like birthday cake. Yeah. Yeah. I, too, yeah. yeah. No, I couldn't do it. It's not too crazy. Okay, no. It's not insane. It's just, you know, <laughs> can you imagine eating that with a cake? Mm. That's a lot of, that's a lot, that's of, a lot cake. of birthday cake. Or, or do you have birthday cake milk with milk flavored cake? <laughs> anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting Let's ahead of myself. Let's go to the next question. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> okay. Is it wrong to fart while someone is crying during a family dinner? Somebody asked this on the internet. Yes. So, was it, are they asking is the question after the fact and they're just trying I to think get they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They probably, my guess is they sat down to a meal and then someone released their bodily function, their gas, and then someone else was crying and then some, their parents probably got mad. Someone uh-huh. was already crying or they're crying because of this. Uh, they're already, already crying. They're I think they're already, already crying. Okay. So the, it's a tense situation. They sit down to the family dinner pit table. They're having a meal. Someone's crying because something happened mm. and then boom, they toot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think here? I, you know, I, I think that's just a natural bodily function. Human nature will tell you yeah. when you get into a tense situation, mm-hmm. sometimes you just relax certain things and right. <laughs> Nature happens, man. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's not good to hold those in either. Like no. that's very unhealthy. <laughs> no, my motto is, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it saves wear and tear on the other end. Yeah. Right? There you go. So, um, yeah, those things happen. Yeah. As but, Shrek said, better out than in. That's right. <laughs> It'll spread your hips. You hold it. But is, is there ever an inappropriate time to do though? There's gotta be like I, some threshold, right? I would think at a funeral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. When you're saying goodbye to grandpa, that's yeah. like, right. Yeah. So maybe it depends on what the person is crying about. That's true. Yeah. My my question though, too, is like when those moments happen, when someone does that, even if it's on accident, typically it can be a little bit of a funny moment. Like, is there ever a moment? Comic relief. Yeah. Like, are you okay to laugh when that happens? Like, let's say you are at a funeral and that happens. 
sometimes I feel like the person that laughs at that gets in more, like I remember my mom probably, she was slapping me on the back for laughing at something like that at a funeral or something, but I don't care. It's still the funniest sound you'll ever hear. I feel like, I feel like it's still, (laughs) you just can't. And if it's at a funeral, you just blame it on whoever's in the casket. I mean, (laughs) that's true. That's true. You blame it on the dog, blame it on, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That well, that that's very helpful actually. My brother used to blame it on the barking spiders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah that's yeah, a classic. Yeah. Barking spiders. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a camp yeah. classic. I feel like. Is it? Like it's always, yeah. Then kids are walking around. They're like, "Where are the barking spiders?" Right. <laughs> All right, have another one. What do you do if you see an endangered animal eating an endangered plant? Mm. Mm. This is a kind of an ethical question. Moral. Quite a reason. conundrum. Yeah, that's a conundrum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With with the pita and everything yeah. like that, and yeah. just yeah. We are going to get in trouble there. We're going to get in trouble. Right. Because the endangered animal has to eat. And if you stop it from eating, are you endangering it more? But then the plant is endangered. Yeah. And it can't get eaten. It needs to survive. Mm hmm. What do you think, Carrie? Bring your wisdom. You know, it reminds me of the movie Ice Age, right? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to find the dandelion and the last one, but they're extinct too. You know, I, I, I yeah, it's 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 a conundrum. I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm an animal lover, so yeah. I, you know, do you have a pet? I you know what I do not. I have a pet potato. Um, <laughs> now that I know what to do with. Um, but no, I don't. At the current time, I do not have. I have okay. grandkids. Um, yeah. So okay. they're, they're kind of okay. like pets. Okay. <laughs> We're teaching them how to be housebroken yeah. and stuff yeah. right now. They're yeah. young, so. There you go. But, you know, uh, yeah, if you see an endangered animal eating an endangered plant, I think you eat the animal because that's got to be tasty. Man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. I'm thinking, but it's a rarity with a rarity. It's kind that's, of a mixture of the two. Yeah. A bald yeah. eagle eating what, what's an endangered plant? And you got a side salad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> see, there you go. You know, you got that's awful. Eat, don't yeah. eat endangered don't, animals. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. Wow. Uh, but they're probably endangered for a reason. That's true. Maybe they are delicious. Maybe they're not being smart. I don't even know what an endangered plant is anyway, so I don't know if it really... Like, if I if I were walking in the woods, I wouldn't be able to be like, that's endangered. Yeah. I shouldn't touch that. Someone asked like, you to name an endangered yeah. plant. You'd be like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I can't even name a plant. <laughs> like, poison ivy? Is that's that a plant? plant. Nailed or is it. it a weed? You passed the test. No? <laughs> there you I don't know. <laughs> All right. Point okay. well proved. All right. We got one more? Yeah, let's go ahead and do one more Let's here. do one more. Is Christian Bale, the actor that's commonly featured in Batman, mm-hmm. is Christian Bale a Christian if his name is Christian? Wow, that's a great question. It's theological. That goes, yeah, that is deep. <laughs> I think in the first book of opinions in the Bible, it tells you that <laughs> if you name a child Christian or if you name your child Jesus, that's, yeah. they're automatically, mm. or Jesus. Yeah, uh, it works well. Works really well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, but then again, I think if, you know, if you named your child Bale, what does that mean? So, yeah, I, oh. uh, yeah, right. So I, I'm going to go like with a double negative or it a, it's a positive and a negative. So, and negative. Yeah. so how does that work? Yeah, I'm going to go, and no, no. It doesn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do it. Yeah. It doesn't do it. Yeah, someone in the, the answers uh, of this question online said, does, uh, does Mitt, is Mitt Romney a baseball glove? Because his first name's Mitt. Nice. <laughs> and then they, I think they said yes. Craig Nathan, I think you saw that one. Yeah, that, they, they answered the question with a question. Yeah. Mm. To, to point out that the logical reasoning in there. Yeah. In their question. I mean, he could be. Sense. He might be. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. I don't want to judge. 
You know, no. you might yeah. be a baseball man. Well, I feel way wiser, yeah. smarter after hearing your answers to these questions, Carrie. So thank you so much. This has been uh, Carrie's wisdom answering Yahoo questions, and go. we appreciate it very much. Uh, but we're going to transition now to ask you about some other things uh, in your life. We got mm-hmm. to hear a little bit about your job earlier, but we just want to hear about you. Um, so uh, what we've been doing on the podcast for the last several weeks is bringing on guests that we like and uh, just asking them about things that they're passionate about uh, passionate about, and uh, things that they care about so that we can learn from it. And so mm-hmm. uh, we've got a couple questions for you, Carrie. Josh, what do we uh, want to mm-hmm. know from Carrie? Yeah, so just in general, we would love to just hear a little bit more about your background, you Mm -hmm. know, like your testimony and just kind of hear about how you came to Christ. And then from there, like, how did your relationship with Christ and as you grew in him, um, how did you hear the call to ministry or feel the call to ministry? And how did you enter into it? Yeah, I feel like it's always interesting to kind of hear that from pastors as they've grown, um, especially students that are maybe interested in ministry um, or just interested in carry themselves. Want to know more about how you got here <laughs> and what, what that looked like. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, my, my journey, my faith journey started, um, back in middle school, right? So I grew up in, I grew up in going to church. My mom took me to church every Sunday. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I hated it. Mm. I hated it, man. I can still remember the church. Uh, the kids ministry was in the basement and, uh, I can still smell the room. It oh, smelled yeah. like glue, like paste. You remember that? And you guys yeah. didn't have paste. You're too young. Yeah. But it had that smell, sweet little old lady telling us Bible stories. And I remember she had blue hair. I'm like, where did you get blue hair? <laughs> and, uh, you holding your breath too long or what? But it, she would, uh, but she would tell us about Jesus. And then, you know, she'd be like, you know, Jesus love you. I'll sit down. And, um, uh, <laughs> And uh, I just, uh, you know, so I hated it. My dad didn't go to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came on the obligatory, you know, he was a Christer guy, right? Christ, Christmas and Easter mm-hmm. attender. And But uh, when I was about eight, nine years old, my parents got a divorce. And, um, and you know, normally that would be a bad thing. You wouldn't really like it. But right. my home situation, it was actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, so, uh, you know, dad lost. I had to go live with him. So, um, uh, no, it wasn't, but I, I got to, you know, I ended up going with my dad mm-hmm. and my dad didn't go to church. And so I'm thinking, oh yeah, I don't have to go to church anymore. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, about a year or so later he remarried and lo and behold, um, her son who's a blended family. Mm-hmm. And, um, so my stepbrother is a pastor Wow. And I uh, guess who's going back to church? You are. <laughs> I am going back to church. So, but now I'm in middle school. Um, and hated it again. Like, I don't want to go back to church, but the church was literally two blocks from the beach in Southern California. So I'm thinking if I'm going to suffer for Jesus, this is might as well be the place. (laughs) That is the way. Right. So can we get a Highlands campus on the beach? (laughs) Seriously. Right. (laughs) All right. Church is over. Let's go surfing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, literally that's what we did. You know, the youth group would break up and we'd head to the beach and go surfing and one of the best surfing spots. And but I, I, you know, so I'm going back to church and I didn't, you know, I wasn't impressed with it, but I remember there was a guy, there was a volunteer. I'll never forget his name. His name was Craig in the youth group there in middle school youth group. And, uh, Craig saw something in me I didn't see in myself. Hmm. And he just took and he, he just came alongside me and just like, but he didn't, he told me Jesus, but more importantly, he showed me who Jesus was. Hmm. Yeah. And I needed that. I needed someone to show me. I know Jesus loves me. He's God. That's kind of what he does. He has to, right? So mm-hmm. But I, I needed somebody to, to, to show that to me, and, and he did. And so I was like, after I got to, got to know him and hanging out with him, I'm like, I want that. Mm. And um, asked Jesus into my life in seventh grade. Um, 
Excuse no, yeah, seventh grade, nineteen seventy seven. Wow. Long time ago. Now I just gave That's away year. my year, <laughs> how old I am. But uh, you know, I figured I'm going to accept Jesus because I was learning to scuba dive that year, mm-hmm. and uh, it was also the year that Jaws came out, the movie Jaws, oh, yeah. right? So if Classic. you're going to swim to something that can potentially eat you, yeah, that's frightening. You want to make sure that you're going to go someplace good, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's true. Very shallow reasoning, but um, but it made sense to me at the time. Um, but I accepted Christ. My brother, my stepbrother, actually was the pastor of the church. Also happened to be a professional base, uh, football player. So oh. the, it's another story for another time, but. Um, he baptized me in the ocean. It was so cool mm-hmm. at their church. We used to go down to the ocean, do baptisms. And so found Christ uh, in middle school, then got into high school and kind of did the high school thing, right? You can always, you can always tell a 15 year old, you just can't tell him anything. Right. So <laughs> I, uh, I started following, I just kind of got away from Jesus. Um, was still going to church, still in the youth group. But, um, but my faith just, you know, I was trying to figure it out for myself. As, as, as Craig told me, he goes, you're just writing your own story. Mm. You need to let God write your story. You're trying to write it. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, so I grew up in, uh, you know, going to high school and started playing football and um, wanted to be a f- professional football player like my brother was yeah, and started right, yeah. going down that and just really focusing on, on that and actually had college offers to go play ball and, and do stuff. And, it was amazing that God decided he was going to get my attention and blew out my kneecap Ooh, playing in, in a football uh, in a football game and uh, went to the orthopedic and he said, yeah, you're done. Um, wow. You'll be walking with a cane when you're 40 if you're not careful. And so that ended that. And then, uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I moved and went off to college and, and then, um, and then found Christ again when I met my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she wasn't my wife when I met her though. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes kinda, sense. That was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> Another story, yeah, we met on a blind date. That's another fun story I'll have to tell wow. you. Um, and I walked in and I said, do you believe in love at first sight? And she goes, no. And I go, well, let me walk by again. So <laughs> Nice. Uh, pick, that's, so, that's, pick up line. That is, yeah, that's good. You guys can use that. It worked really so, well, guys. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're married. So, so I am married. That we is true. <laughs> we did get married. So um, yeah, then came back into the church. Started having a family and then, um, you know, just realized just my passion for Jesus just reignited, man. It was just, it was insane. I, it, it was one of those things where, you know, God just got a hold of me and just said, you know, I've got more plans for you. I don't know what you're wasting your time on, but I've got bigger plans for you. And so we got involved in ministry when my son was born and and then I got involved in kids ministry, went into the nursery and, and uh Grew up with him all the way through high school. I was involved with everything he was in and, and all the way through high school and such. So, mm. um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I came to Christ and 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 in that. And while I was married and and going back to church and getting back in, I was going to college, got a degree, um, went to work for the Boeing company. Yay, Boeing! Yeah, <laughs> right. And in, in Southern California, and just felt like I was going to climb the corporate ladder. You know, mm. I'll. I was telling God, I'm gonna. I will work for you on Sundays, right. um, but Monday through Friday, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after you know the corporate thing and mm. and make money and mm. climb the corporate ladder of success and do what every good kid's supposed to do. Your parents mm. tell you you know get out there and and make money for yourself. So started doing that, and then but was volunteering and um, did that for 14 years working for the Boeing Corporation and had a great time and I was involved in kids ministries and. 
I was running the Iwana program at mm. our church and okay. nice. classic running VBS and um, going to high school camp and doing all kinds of stuff. My, my boss at Boeing thought I was nuts, man. I take summer <laughs> vacation. He goes, where are you going? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to high school camp and it's a <laughs> sleep deprivation experiment. It'll yeah, be fun. Exactly. And, uh, but just, I just loved it. Love hanging out with the youth. Um, uh, in fact, I had a, uh, I had a club soccer team. It was made up of all the guys, uh, uh, junior high guys and stuff from our church. And mm, cool. we couldn't get enough of each other. So we decided, let's have a traveling soccer team together. It'll be a lot of fun. Nice. And uh, we had a great time doing that. And it was super fun. And while I was doing that, for uh, I felt God calling me into ministry. Mm. I want you to do more. I've got more for you. You're doing good, but I got more. And I'm like, no, I'm already giving you all the time I've got. So <laughs> um, I don't want to do anymore. I'm good. Right. And um, it was a, a long phone call. God would call. I'd hang up. You got the wrong number. And so it took God seven years. Wow. Seven years of convincing me uh, that I needed to go into ministry. Mm. And um, so the church I was at in, in uh, California they were going through children's pastors and youth pastors. They were turning and they were going through them pretty quick. And, but I was always there mm -hmm. and the senior pastor came up to me one day and he just said, you're here all the time. Do you, you want the job? <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see less of you. And, uh, and, and so I prayed about it and just thought really hard. I said, okay, God, I'm in, mm -hmm. here we go. And uh, literally just threw out the fleece, Great. um, prayed about it. And my wife and I, and we just said, look, God, if you want it, this is what you have for us. We, here's the things that have got to happen, mm. right? So my, uh, my college education for my kids was Boeing. I was going to pay for that through, right. through that because you know, I'm making, at that time, I'm making really good money. I'm making mm -hmm. six figures. Well, you don't make that in ministry, boys yeah. and girls, <laughs> yeah. I tell you. Um, but uh, so that's my college plan, right, for the kids. Yep. Um, we just bought a house and, you know, there's, I'm going to be looking at about a 55% pay cut. Mm to do this. And so it's got to, it doesn't pay on um, paper. doesn't work out, right? right? The math doesn't work. And uh, we prayed about it. And lo and behold, my wife got a job at, at California Baptist university, mm. free tuition for the kids. Wow. wow. Tuition's covered. College plan is done. Wow. Um, we That's managed awesome. to refinance the house and, and, uh, I, I got a very nice, uh, severance package from Boeing. So it Good. <laughs> took care of the house. And like, God just checked the boxes for me. Like, do you have any other questions for me? Any <laughs> other requests? And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm done. I'm good. And so I got into ministry oh. and I've loved it ever since. Mm -hmm. I loved it ever since, man. It's when I was in, uh, before I became on staff, I was volunteering everywhere in the church. I volunteered everywhere except women's ministries. For some reason, they wouldn't <laughs> let me do that. Um, <laughs> But uh, but I did get to speak at, at uh, the Mops group a number of times. Oh, but, okay, uh, there you go. But yeah, so I got into ministry, and like I said, I've just loved it ever since. Yeah, that's Amazing. awesome. Yeah. It's crazy how God, what you were saying earlier, how you think you're giving enough, and then God just asks more. more. But at the same time, when he asks more, he also meets us where we are, and he provides for us. And that's yeah. just an incredible story to hear that um, when you were willing to uh, take that step and follow what God was calling you to and be sensitive to mm -hmm. what he was saying to you that, um, you're willing to do it. And then he showed up for you, mm -hmm. um, in the ways that you needed him to. And yeah. I think that's important for students to be able to hear that, um, God may be calling you a little bit further and you may be thinking you're doing enough, but God might be tugging on you a little bit more and saying, yeah. come here. And, uh, but we can trust that God is going to come through for us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's huge. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely did, man. I, you know, my kids will tell you that, that we wanted for nothing. Mm. And uh, right. so in fact, my son's a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. nice. So um, he's actually doing it. And it's in the whole uh, family. 
It is. It <laughs> is. Yeah. My brother-in-law is a pastor. My stepbrother's still in ministry and wow. um, my son's doing ministry. He loves, he's a middle school guy. He loves middle schoolers. Um, hmm. Uh, I tried teaching middle schoolers. <laughs> but, no, Shout out them. all the middle schoolers listening. I know. Right now. We <laughs> love, you guys. love you guys, man. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. Yeah, don't ever, don't ever let anybody tell you the church of tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I always hated when I got into ministry. Like, oh, kids and youth, that's they're the ministry of the future. No, man, you guys are the ministry of today. Yeah, you right are now. The, you are it. You are it, man. right? So. That's good. And you have a special heart too. Um, We've talked a little bit about it before the podcast, but you have a little bit of a special heart for um, special needs ministry. Yeah. Um, Tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about that. Like how did that develop? What does that look like kind of in your ministry history and, Mm -hmm. and, and what do you look forward to in that? Yeah. So it goes back, back when I was a kid um, playing uh, football um, back in the gosh, I think I was, I think it was 10 years old, you know, I was playing uh, junior All-American football and, and peewee football. And uh, one of my coaches, he had, his son was on the team. He was the quarterback, of course. But he had another son who was um, Scotty, who um, was, he was in a wheelchair and couldn't play football. But Scotty came to practice every day. He was at practice and he was sitting on the sidelines and cheering and stuff. And, and I always found myself just going over and hanging out with Scotty, you know, during practice. And I remember the coach always yelling, Warren, get back over here, get back over here. And I'd be hanging out with Scotty, man. Just, I just want to hang out with this kid mm-hmm. and just super nice kid. And, and, uh, but he was marginalized. Nobody else on the team would talk to him. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else. He just, they just left him over there. Cause like he was like, you were going to catch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. And so that just kind of ignited something to me. I've always been for the underdog mm. in, in the world. I mean, mm. even growing up as a kid, I was always a big kid, mm-hmm. you know, playing football. I was always the biggest kid on campus and <laughs> getting into trouble. And, and, uh, but the, the young, you know, the kids that were always getting picked on would come and find me and hide behind me cause I'd protect them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, so I got in a lot of trouble, but, um, but I was always after that. And, and when I got into uh, ministry, I remember telling the senior pastor when he asked me if I wanted the job, I said, I'll take the job, but under one condition. I will never, ever turn a child away. Mm. I don't care what their issue is. I don't care what their challenge is. I don't care what their disability is or inability is. I will never turn a child away. Mm. And he looked at me and he goes, okay. And I go, you understand what that means, right? And he goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) I go, okay. Well, here's what it means. And, you know, I spelled it out for him. And um, uh, it was was literally, it was, it's the coolest thing because, you know, I think if Jesus were here today, I don't think he'd be hanging out with us. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be hanging out with, with the kids that are in the wheelchairs, right? Yeah. Kids mm-hmm. that, are, that are marginalized and the youth that are marginalized. And I, that's where he'd be, right? You know, let the children come to me, right? You know, the yeah. kids would come to him and the apostles like, no, get away, you slimy little <laughs> things. And there you got booger noses. <laughs> don't, don't touch the Messiah. And he's like, no, you know, let him, let him come to me. And, mm, right. Um, and there's crazy statistics about families that have kids with special needs. It's just, the church just doesn't, it's not equipped, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, there's 95% of parents that have a kid with special needs don't come to church because church can't help their child. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a shame. That is. That's what the church is all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we started a special needs ministry called it Special Friends. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, literally, it was like, and I don't, I don't know anything about special education. I'm not an education <laughs> guy. I'm a, I'm an aerospace engineer, 
um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and a business guy. So, but I just know I just, I'm just passionate about that and found people who are as e- equally as passionate that know mm-hmm. a lot more than I do. And we started this ministry and just took off and grew. And we were one of the, one of three churches in, in the tri-county area that I, that we were serving in Southern California that actually had something for special needs kids. That's really cool. Yeah. And we had, we had families come and travel. They'd travel two hours mm. just to come and yeah. so because their kids were loved. And we never turned a child away. And um, but, but I'll tell you, it's fun working with special needs kids. It's, it's always an adventure. Right. Um, things are always happening. You never, it's never quite predictable because they, uh, you know, they don't say things or act, you know, like quote unquote normal, whatever normal is, yeah. <laughs> you know, kids do. So it was always yeah. an adventure. I can tell you all kinds of stories of... <laughs> How that how that worked out, mm-hmm. but um, but it was such a needed ministry, and just uh, you know, families just you know, literally would just you know, they'd uh, cry, just like wow. you love my child, and yeah. you know, my their child's sitting in the corner eating all the crayons, you know, and yeah. so mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we do, and uh, <laughs> sorry about that, but that's gonna be a really interesting poop later on but, uh, <laughs> but we would uh and that's that's no lie we actually had that happen quite a few times um but we just um yeah it was such a great ministry and we ran a, a monthly respite program and mm. wow. for families and uh that's so huge for know. those kids and for those families oh, it's um, tremendous to really be able to experience um yeah church and what it means to be in a community like that who really cares for you yeah is yeah. that something you see uh doing at Highlands at some point, or is that yeah. something you'd like to see happen here? Yeah, we've had talks about that and yeah. then talking with the kids team about what that could look like mm-hmm. uh, for Highlands. And and uh, I, I, uh, one of the little caveat I'll tell you know, for the students here is like the one of the biggest volunteer bases that we had working with our special needs kids was mm-hmm. our high school students. Oh, yeah. yeah, It was so incredible to see our high school students come in and just like, we always want to be, a, we want to work with these kids and just love on them. And right. just, we've had, and we had a bunch of them just go, I'm going to go on that for, in, in, for a profession mm-hmm. wow. and become special education teachers and, or you know, clinical psychologists working and or amazing marriage family therapists going after that. And wow. yeah. so, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely I would see that happening here and it's, but, um, but it is, it's different. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's different. We, we blew it open and we had kids and then we started an adult program. Oh, wow. Um, and so we had, yeah, it was called King's Table. In fact, it is, is called King's Table. And, um, but it was, uh, you know, because in scripture tells us that in, you know, at the table and at the King's Table, mm-hmm. all are welcome. Mm, right. And it doesn't, it's not, not, it doesn't say all, like all that can walk there. It's, <laughs> it's everybody. Yeah. So, um, that's why we called it that. But yeah, I, I for sure would see that on in Highlands future to, awesome. to do that. So yeah, it's fun to do. Yeah. That's looking really forward cool. to it. I yeah. think uh, that could be a huge thing for Highlands and uh, students get involved serving. Mm-hmm. Um, even before we have that ministry, there's lots of places for you to get involved in mm-hmm. right now. Like Carrie was saying, you're not the church of tomorrow. You're the church of right now. So yeah. Yeah. jump in, get involved and come and talk to us. We've got lots of ways that you can, Stay connected. And uh, Carrie, we are so glad to have you at yeah. Highlands. Highlands is better for having you here and uh, looking forward to what you'll be doing here in the future at Highlands and yeah. uh, how everyone will uh, benefit from that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For sure. Thanks for joining us on the podcast yeah. today. It's been super awesome. Um, Josh, what do you, uh, students need to know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of online content right now. We have some great things coming up as well that we want you guys to stay plugged in on. And um, you can find some of that at 
uh, Instagram and our handle is at HCC student men. Um, we also have a YouTube page as well, where each week we produce a weekly teaching video on the Proverbs series that we're going through right now, uh, the path you follow. So this week we're going to be tackling Proverbs five and talking a little bit about God's design in relationships and how we can follow in wisdom and pursue what he wants in relationships. So it's, it's going to be a fun time. We also have a game this week as well. Um, Cammy may or may not beat me at Jenga. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to check those out before we go. Uh, Carrie, I have a question for you and this question, you'll have 10 seconds to answer. No more. We'll cut you off at 10 seconds. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> answer this question, which is, uh, in 10 seconds, what is the craziest thing you did as a student ministries pastor? Or said go. Oh, oh my gosh. The craziest thing I ever did is this. Uh, oh, don't ever try this though. Don't ever blindfold somebody. And then, uh, put uh, uh, live goldfish on a platform, tell them they have to <laughs> walk it. across. Oh, <laughs> don't ever do that. That sounds like yeah. a great story. I'll have to tell you this. Yeah. Tell They're still in therapy. So. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Carrie, for being here. Have a yeah. great week. See you later. <laughs>